Welcome to the Morning Scroll. I'm Rabbi Dina Cowens from Mishkan, Chicago, and you're listening to what will be a quick but deep dive into this week's Parsha. If you've been meaning to brush up on your Jewish literacy, or you're looking for some inspiration to head into the weekend, you've come to the right place. This week we read Parsha Noach. We'll start with a 30-ish second recap. This week is so juicy, I highly doubt I'll get it in in under 30 seconds. So, Noah hears from God who says Noah needs to build a giant floating box because God is about to drown out all life because they're all evil. Noah builds the giant waterproof box and gathers one male and one female of all the animals and sticks them in the box where somehow they don't eat each other. It rains and rains and rains and then the ark floats around for a while and lands on top of a mountain. Noah sends some birds to see if it's safe to come back, and at first it isn't, but then it is. Noah, fresh off this cataclysmic trauma and 190 days in a box with just his family and animals, leaves the ark. God's ready to hit reset and tells Noah to fill the earth back up with humans. Noah seems to not be ready to hit reset, so he plants a vineyard and gets drunk. Eventually, his descendants try to build a tower to heaven, but God messes that up and sends them off to the four corners of the earth, speaking different languages, as if that will truly divide them. We learn about the ten generations from Noah to Abraham who starts on his journey to be continued. Okay, first... If you've been struggling with being cooped up with just your family or a couple roommates the last couple months, imagine adding two of every animal on earth to your quarantine pod. The smell, the noise, the literal inability to even step outside for a moment, the knowledge that all of humanity is somehow floating dead under your box, kind of makes you sympathize with Noah's need to build a giant vineyard and drink everything it produces, huh? Okay, so one interesting thing from this week's Parsha The first verse reads, these are the descendants or offspring of Noah. Noah was a righteous man. Now, Rashi comments that this teaches us that the real descendants or offspring of the righteous are their good deeds, which kind of speaks for itself. Like that's just straight to the heart. Who we leave behind, what we leave behind matters. But more than anything, the goodness that we put out into the world and the kind of people we are create our most important legacy. I'm sure we can all think of someone for whom this is totally true. I think of my Aunt Charlotte, who was really my Bubby's aunt, so my great-great-aunt. She never had kids, but I grew up hearing more stories about Aunt Charlotte than any of my Bubby's other relatives. How Aunt Charlotte would sit on the floor and let my Bubby play with her hair and so on. Needless to say, I heard some of these stories as a child with my Bubby sitting on the floor letting me play with her hair. As a camp counselor... As the director of family programs at a synagogue in New York with my cousins, I cannot count the number of times I have sat on the floor and let a little kid play with my hair or crawl on me or tell stories, all because of Aunt Charlotte. Aunt Charlotte showed a little girl kindness and respect, and that little girl went on to be one of the kindest, most respectful human beings I've ever met, something I strive to all the time. The way we live in the world, even the little ways we demonstrate kindness to others and deep respect to them no matter who they are, will ripple out long after us, maybe more than any physical thing we could do or leave behind. See you next week. Mm